Today's podcast is presented to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And also, if you... Uh, do go and sign up then you know make sure you tell them you heard about it through us in the uh application thanks Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host, April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. Come in! What? I said, here we (laughs) is. I don't know. It started recording. It took a little bit longer to start this time i don't know why yay and i'm neither of our waves are showing up very well it's gonna be a great show explode all over the place yep what's today's episode it was a surprise kind of for me because i didn't do the research this time sabrina did so i'm like oh what are we doing this episode on cool yeah, we're we're going to talk about the world's youngest mothers. While that almost doesn't sound like it, it fits our demographic, but uh, to me, this shit is heinous. Oh yeah, so no. somebody <laughs> should be in jail for that shit. Yeah, wow. and and amazingly, in a lot of the situations, no one was jailed. Spoiler. Um, so yeah, it hurts my feelings. So we're going to start with the youngest one because there's a little bit more detail about her since she um it well i would say it wasn't that long ago but it's been like she was she would be like 80 something to this day if she's still alive i think she might actually be just kidding um she's really secretive so (laughs) for good reason but anyway all right so lena medina is the world's youngest mother she was only five already heinous yep um she was only like five years old and seven months when she gave birth. So, so that means she was four when she got pregnant, wouldn't it be? Yep. Yep. So Lena Medina was born in 1933 in Tecrapo. Man. Yep. Words. Tecrapo. You want to pick Tecrapo. 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 I don't know. Castroviriana province, Peru. All right. She was born in Peru. Yeah, just to, say Peru from here on out. <laughs> to parents to Tiburello Medina, a silversmith, and Victoria Lucea, she was one of nine children. Ooh, that's a lot of kids. Yeah. Her parents took her to a hospital in Pisco at age five due to increasing abdominal size. Doctors originally thought she had a tumor, but then determined that she was in her seventh month of pregnancy. Dr. Gerardo Lozada, head specialist in Lima, confirmed the pregnancy. There was widespread interest in the case. The San Antonio Light newspaper in Texas reported in its 
of July 1939 edition that a Peruvian obstetrician and midwife association had demanded she be admitted to a national maternity hospital and, and quoted reports in the Peruvian paper La Cronica that an American film studio had sent a representative uh, with authority to offer the sum of 5000 to benefit the minor in return for filming rights. That's a lot back then. I mean, in the oh, yeah. I mean, 30s, especially 30s, if they're 40s. a poor family, then. Yeah. Um, but we know that the offer was rejected. The article noted that Lozada had made films of Medina for scientific documentation and had shown them while addressing Peru's National Academy of Medicine. Some of the films had fallen into a river on a visit to the girl's hometown, but enough remained to intrigue the learned savants. So good god that makes it sound suspicious that somebody just threw the film they just accidentally fell into a river while we were in the girl's hometown yeah no that sounds like somebody somebody sabotaged that crap yeah i mean i I, it's probably the girl's family i mean i don't really blame them for the most part it's kind of disturbing i mean i could see for medical or it could be the family a family member that did it and wanted yeah. to get rid of evidence. Yeah. Six weeks after the diagnosis, Medina gave birth to a boy by cesarean section. She was five years, seven months, and 21 days old, the youngest person in history to give birth. The cesarean birth was necessitated by her small pelvis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that she even made it to over seven months or whatever um, is miraculous, honestly. The surgery was performed by Lazada and Dr. Bus. Basilu with Dr. Colorado. I don't know. Providing anesthesia. The doctors found she had fully mature sexual organs from precocious puberty. Dr. Edmundo Escamel reported her case in the medical journal La Presse Medicale, including that her menarche menarche had occurred at eight months of age in contrast to previous reports that she had regular periods since the age of three or two and a half so this poor child had been having periods basically since she was born that's oh god i don't even want to imagine that i mean that's just weird i mean i think i had read in some other places that she had had the period since she was two or three. I mean, but if she had had it before that, potentially, like, you think the parents would have noticed or like, oh, my baby's bleeding. Like, well, I mean, I guess it's possible that they did, but they just didn't know what to do about it. You yeah. know, um, Medina's son weighed six pounds at birth and was named Gerardo after her doctor. He was raised believing Medina to be his sister before finding out at age 10 she was his mother. Shit, even at age 10, I wouldn't have believed that. I'm like, uh... Well, even what? if even he's at age 10 and she's 15, you can't imagine that that would even occur to you because of yeah. the age. Yeah, I guess if you're 10, you don't 100% know what ha- how it works or anything. Maybe he just took it and moved on. Um, Medina has never revealed the identity of the father nor the circumstances of her impregnation. Eskimel suggests that she might not know herself as she couldn't give precise responses. Lena's father was arrested on suspicion of child sexual abuse but released due to lack of evidence. Her son grew up healthy but died in 1979, aged 40, from a bone marrow disease. Um, that one, that's what gets me. I mean, really, what four year old is 100% gonna know what happened? But you think. I think she does know. She had to, if she don't know, she probably at least has suspicion 
yeah based on behavior or even even if her memory is only spotty yeah you know she probably deep down knows and just covering for the person and i mean you i'm not saying the father did it because obviously i didn't find evidence of that but it had to be somebody that had access to her yeah you know what i mean like so it's got to be somebody family or family friend although we are going to read some other ones and there's some real rando people in there too so yeah uh, it just yeah anyway it's just fucking awful no matter what yeah fucking four-year-old baby mm-hmm. um in young you adult you want me to read any you just keep reading. Uh, i figured i'd read lena's since i've known about her for a long time and then we okay. can take yeah. turns on the others um in young adulthood medina worked as a secretary in the lima clinic of lozada which gave her an education and helped put her son through high school she married and had a second son in 1972 in 2002 she reviewed uh, refused an interview with readers just as she had turned away many reporters in the past so she just won't talk to anybody i don't blame her it's like it's a fucked up situation like um, although it was, expe- it was speculated that it was a hoax, a number of doctors over the years have verified it based on biopsies, x-rays of the fetal skeleton in utero, and photographs taken by doctors caring for her. There are two published photographs jo- documenting the craze- case. The first was taken around the beginning of April 1939 when Medina was seven and a half months pregnant uh, and taken from her left side. It shows her standing naked in front of a neutral backdrop. It's the only published photograph taken during her pregnancy. Um, in 1955, except for the effects of precocious puberty, there was no explanation of how a girl less than five years old could conceive a child. Hers is the only documented case of extreme precocious pregnancy in a child under six. So, yeah, and I, I put the picture in here. It's, it's slightly disturbing. I chose the censored one myself, but it's fucking awful. And then her yeah. with her baby in the hospital. So yeah, youngest mother ever. And I think the reason this got brought up once was that I had like an online friend and he was like a good 10 years or something younger than me. And he had joked about me being his mom. I'm like, there ain't no way. Like I'd have been like eight or nine. And then, so we started talking about, I'm like, what's the world's youngest mother? And I'm like, oh my God, that's, this is fucking awful. Like it was just on a whim that I Googled this and just was like, felt like throwing up it was yeah it's fucking awful but yeah she's 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 the youngest but she's not the only one that's pretty fucking young when it happened you want to read read one um yeah i guess so uh you got it in <laughs> chart form uh the, so June 7th, 1932 the mother was 6 years old and 7 months and that was British India, now just India. Um, the six-year-old, known as only H, gave birth by cesarean section to a girl weighing 4.19 pounds at Victoria Zanana Hospital in Delhi, India. She was initially admitted for what was thought to be an abdominal tumor as she could find yeah. localized pain. Her father said she was seven, but civic records gave her birth date as October 11th. 1925 making her six years and seven months old at the time of labor she had never menstruated and her breasts were still far from being fully developed yet she was able to breastfeed her child for nine months wow yeah so this one doesn't even line up with the precocious puberty that caused 
not cause the raping, obviously, but cause the pregnancy to happen. But yeah, so another fucking, she would have been five years old. Yeah. Or she could have been right at six because of this this one says six years, seven months. And I, know, she I noticed it doesn't speculate on who did it either. Yeah, this one they just don't know. Um, so in 1934, um, I'm going to butcher this, Yelizaveta Pantueva. They called her Liza. Liza yeah, so. she was six years old. Um, she was five years old when her 70-year-old maternal grandfather raped and impregnated her. She oh had her sixth God. birthday several days before giving birth. Pentueva's parents did not want the obstetricians to perform a cesarean section as it was considered dangerous at the time. Yes, and having your six-year-old have a baby isn't. She gave birth with the aid of forceps and retractors. Um, and the baby was 6.6 pounds and died during labor during uh, due to an early placental tear. She had been born at full term and apparently of good constitution and according to doctors would have survived as she had been ex- extracted more quickly, revived, and oxygenated. After the incident, the family immigrated to Vladivostok, taking the girl's grandfather with them. What? Yep. So you move away, but you take the person that impregnated your freaking kid. Like, yeah. no. Mm-mm. And so this was Hell in the no. Ukraine, or it was in the Soviet Union, Ukrainian SSR, but it's now Ukraine. No. So, yeah, so because those parents didn't let the C section happen, it's pretty much why the baby didn't make it. That could have been part of the plan, too. But at the same time, you were endangering your own damn child not doing uh, doing all that forceps and retractor bu- bullshit too i don't know i mean this is in the 30s i know that the you know i'm privileged to today's uh medical advances but yeah crazy so um, those are those are all the ones that were like under six years old and it takes a little jump yeah um in 1759 the fact um, that we have those records yeah Anna Mummenthaler from Switzerland uh, was age eight years and nine months. She gave birth to a stillborn girl when she was eight. Wow. And the the father was her uncle. Oh, Jesus. I didn't even see that part. Yeah. So the next, I'll read the next two because they're connected because I read, read ahead of these. So the next two um, are actually connected. So mum Z and this is from 1884 she was eight years and four months uh and the father was chief akiri so uh, this is nigeria it was originally niger coast at the time um mumsy was a member of chief akiri's harem on the island of calabar her daughter also gave birth extremely er early making mumsy a grandmother at age 17 so we're so why i said they're connected so z her daughter that she gave birth to at eight years and four months had a child at eight years and eight months um, to one of the relatives or family members of Chief Akiri that all shared this harem, I guess. So, th- yeah, so Mum Z is the youngest grandmother in the world, I think is what I read. Um, it just fucking yikes. I mean, I know, again, this is over 100 years ago, but it was never okay. Yeah, no, it wasn't. You know, like, 
I know sometimes it's like, oh, it wasn't bad for that time. Kids were getting married at 13 and 14, just like 100 years ago or 75 years ago, whatever. Uh, it's still, these are fucking children. And for them to have a baby and then their babies having babies and a grandma at 17, that just blows my fucking mind. Anyway. Um, the next one, I'm horrified by the per- the person yeah. that did the father. Um, in 1910, an eight-year-old girl gave birth to a healthy baby boy who was fathered by a nine-year-old. They're the youngest recorded parents in combined age. They were farmers with the sur- surname HSI from Amoy Fukian in yeah. China. Yeah, so that one's crazy too. I mean, How, just the odds that both of them would be able to, yeah, like are just insane to me. Yeah, like, or was it that really the father? Yeah, well, who knows? Yeah, yeah it might be just they just said that to, yeah, cover up. Yeah, um, so in 1933, this one's this child's identity is uh covered up, I guess. <laughs> An ident- unidentified eight-year-old in Kashmir, um, this was British India, now India, reportedly died in labor along with her child. The girl's mother, a destitute widow, said she had been forced to accept an offer of marriage for her daughter. So the father was the child's husband, which is, uh, yeah, still fucked up. Yeah, no yeah. matter which way you fucking put it, it's fucked up. Child, the child bride thing is... I don't even care if it was acceptable back then. Acceptable now, it's never okay. Yeah. It's just not. I don't understand how anybody would be okay with that. Yeah. Like I said, like this episode is not slightly, it's just doesn't exactly feel like it's on topic, but it's so much more fucked up than a lot of the other things we've talked about to me. Like, this is so disturbing. It's so, it's so dark. Yeah. It's yeah. just like it, having a baby shouldn't be dark, but this is dark. Yeah. A baby having a baby. That's dark. Yeah. Where are we at? Oh, I lost place. Griseldina. Yeah. Acuna. Um, from Colombia in 1936. She gave birth to a boy weighing five pounds. She was eight years and two months old. Uh, she was reported to have begun menstruating at three. So and this is another one of those precocious. Family friend. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- I already forgot the word. Maybe precocious was right. Yeah. Precocious. Yeah. All right. So in 1957, we're getting further up in time. Sorry. Didn't mean to hit my mic. That was probably loud. Um, Hilder Trujillo, Trujillo, uh, something. Eight uh, at eight years. She was eight years and seven months old uh, when she gave birth to a girl named Maria del Rosario, who was over six pounds. Um, her, the rapist was her twenty-two-year-old cousin who had been staying in her family's one-room residence. He was later arrested. So, fucking finally. <laughs> <laughs> I, I needed somebody to get arrested i know but like i said the majority of these never mentions anything being anything being done yeah mm, they need some of that backwoods justice <laughs> for real anyway, maybe that's why it's not in here <laughs> yeah 
It's like we took him down a dirt road and we beat the shit out of that motherfucker. Um, and he almost died. Yeah. <laughs> like that's probably what needs to happen. But what, honestly, going, continuing down a dark path here, like the amount, I mean, there, okay, this, this isn't a lot, but this is just what's been documented, documented, right? Mm-hmm. It just makes you sit and think the disturbing thought of how often this hap- does this rape happen to these small children that never get documented because there's because not I a pregnancy. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah, for no. this many to come out that happens to freakishly get pregnant, um, it just, those statistics don't, they, they hurt. They hurt me. And I noticed it's another Peru one. It's like, what is in the water in Peru? Yeah. Okay. For real. Uh, in 1993, so this is slightly more, I guess it's more recent in me, to me, but I'm old. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, her uncle raped her. She was age eight. She gave birth by cesarean to a boy weighing 7.04 pounds at a hospital in Guadalajara. I mean, you got to think too, like an eight-year-old or a five-year-old, shit, they're not going to weigh more than like 60 pounds themselves and giving birth to seven-pound fucking babies, Mm -hmm. like at 10% of your weight, right there. Yeah. Um, In April 2000, so still sucks, um, uh, Anya, who was eight years and seven months old, um, she reached puberty at seven and a 13 year old boy raped her. She gave birth to a girl and this was in Russia. And so her 13 year old neighbor and she was eight years and seven months when she gave birth. I'd be like, you come, man, I'd be waiting outside with a big stick. Like, stay away from my fucking kid. (laughs) Anyway, this, one, this next one is the one where I said, it's not always someone you would expect. Yeah. Um, this one's unidentified from 2004. Eight years and five months. An unidentified girl's pregnancy revealed by a policeman who became suspicious in early September 2004 when he noticed the girl's swollen abdomen and thought she was being exploited by drug smugglers. After the girl had x-rays done... The officer told her mother that the girl was pregnant. The hospital confirmed she was at her 32nd week of pregnancy. The girl revealed that when she had gone to a pharmacy in Bolivar, Bolivar in Colombia, uh, to fetch her sick mother's medicine, an employee there raped her. She gave birth at the Meissen Hospital. So it's an employee at a pharmacy? Yeah, a 30-year-old employee of a a fucking pharmacy that's so random yeah. i don't understand and i threw in a bonus one which what like okay there was actually more and more and more to this list of kids under 10 most of them they listed under 10 i guess because you're starting to hit actual puberty range after that um there but believe me there's probably a good 50 or 60 more of these um but i chose this one from 1908 um a girl named Estelle. Um, so Dr. V.I. Pittman of Cataretta, Mississippi, reported ha- uh, to have delivered a boy weighing seven pounds to a nine-year-old Estelle. Wow. So this one was in Mississippi, which is why I picked it out. And she was nine. Yeah. And it says father unknown. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? 
I don't even know where that town is. Cataretta. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to Google it. How do you spell it? C-A-D-A-R-E-T-T-A. I'm just curious about this. Um, how close that is to us because I've never heard of that town. Yeah. Um, it is not that far, actually. It's uh, to, slightly to the east of Grenada. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that really isn't that far from us. Yeah. It's about the distance is like Starkville or West Point. Yeah. It's about but an yeah. hour. About an hour away from us. Um, I just had to look it up because I was curious, but yeah, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This stuff makes me so sick because like, it's already like, we, we know that there's pedophiles and child rapists and things like that out there. And then situations like this just are like quadruply heinous to me and yeah. awful and i would literally bring back hangings for people that did this or like you know what is it the shooting like line them up and a bunch of people shoot them <laughs> what's that called um firing squad yeah f- death by firing squad i don't know i don't think there's anything that's good enough for this you know yeah um that's in the end of our list, I guess. Yeah. I tried to make it short. Good, because I have a lot of work to do. But anyway, mm. and I still got to edit. So that's always the fun part. Um, not really. It's not. I promise it's not. Yeah. It's like it gets really old to have to listen to your own voice. <laughs> like, I cannot imagine. It's very terrible. Like I, I thought to- about like offering to learn how to edit to like trade sometimes but i don't want (laughs) to you really don't it's terrible because you pretty much just have to listen to the whole episode and pause it and replay it and fix stuff you know like it's just yeah yeah it's very tedious and annoying to have to hear your own voice that much yeah i used to i used to no i got got lazy with it though because i used to listen to the whole thing to thing through several times as i was editing now it's one one and done like I'm just, I, I edit as I go. Like I'll pause it, change, yeah. adjust some stuff and then, and then just hit play and let it keep going. Um, it's like, I, it, there could be something terrible in the episode. And if I've missed it somehow on that first run, then it's, it's just going to be posted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I just don't, it's not that I don't care. It's just, it's, takes way too long if i try to well i mean we don't have fully magical awesome equipment so it's only it's probably never only gonna gonna be be able to do so much yeah yeah it's never gonna be perfect and in the beginning i was trying to make it perfect (laughs) um you got any shout outs this week other than bonna hey bonna um yeah i just saw you write conjuring I just watched that last night. I was really ex- excited to see Walter Bishop from Fringe in it. <laughs> um, um, I thought it wasn't as good as the previous ones to me. I have only seen The Conjuring, that first one. I have missed every other one, like Annabelle, the other Conjuring. I haven't I watched the, the, the spinoff Annabelle one. Um, 
but I've seen the 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 Conjuring ones, and I haven't seen the Nun one either because I yeah, think that's I haven't seen any of those except the Conjuring. Um, and yeah, I know it was not a great movie. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't bad. The acting yeah, no, was so it was, good, it, but it, it felt really rushed to me. It was like stuff is happening, stuff is happening, stuff is happening. Yeah, no, it like the, it's over. It's one of those where the probably the most exciting stuff happens in the first five minutes of the movie, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, really, really, that's yeah. what you went with. But based off of a true story, so that part's cool. Yeah, well, is if uh, that is if you believe in Ed and Lorraine. But what? I did. I looked up an article as I do when I watch stuff that's based on a true story. I'll immediately yeah. put it into Google after it's uh, after it's over. Um, and with this, um, like half of the family says that 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 story is complete bullshit. Yeah. But Arn and his and the sister Debbie. Um, have one hundred percent said that that that's you know that what or the book the book that was that the movie was based. I'm sure they added some yeah. Hollywood bullshit there. Yeah. Um, but but that the book that she wrote was accurate, and that's what really happened. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's just weird. It's it's like it's hard to say because I really do, I believe that Ed and Lorraine Warren believed in what they did. Yeah, I do, because I know people pass a lot of judgment on that. I think that they did exaggerate stuff that happened and things like that. But I really do believe that the stuff really happened because I've seen interviews with the families that were involved in these cases and stuff. I've read up a lot on it, and I feel like that they're that they may have exaggerated, but they were their hearts were in the right place. Right. You know what I mean? They were really trying to help people, is what I believe. Yeah. Um, but then the part of the family that claims that they lied have tried to sue them for money. Mm, so that's what, uh, yeah. The the kid, David, yeah, he's one of the ones that tried to sue them. The little kid from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd tell you that, and I can't, did I mention flight attendant last week? I can't remember if I did or not. I don't know. But I, I'm still I still haven't finished watching it, but I recommend Flight Attendant. It's really cool. Movie with Penny from Big Bang Theory. Nice. And uh Michelle Gomez from the ma- the female version of the master from Doctor Who. Hmm. I love her in anything. I love her in Sabrina too. Oh yeah. She was she was awesome. Yeah. Um, so that I, I recommend those, I guess. Conjuring, eh. But if you like the other two Conjurings, just go ahead and watch it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I just wanted something to watch that wasn't, you know, super like involved. If that makes sense. Yeah, James. My husband James was like super pumped to watch it, and I was like, eh, I don't care. Um, I guess we should move on to our lists. If we can't think of anything else to say. Yep, I'm ready. Okay. This week we're doing comic book characters, a list of our favorite comic book characters. So if you're ready to tune out because you don't want to hear anything except for true crime or paranormal or dark stuff, then bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Just bye. Anyway, (laughs) and that's why we do it this way. Because so you can tune out if that if all you want to hear is the the other stuff, then that's fine. You can go. We don't care. We're talking to ourselves anyway. So yep, that's what we do. We would probably be talking about some of this stuff just hanging out in person. Like, we probably would. 
Yeah, and we, we do to sometimes. list things. Um, so I think it's your turn to go first. So what's your number five? Number five, the Sentinels <laughs> from <laughs> X Men. <laughs> Right. I'm cheating. I don't. I mean, I think we talked about this before because we've done a list of, of our favorite comic books or graphic novels, and I've actually not really read a lot. But um, so I'm cheating because I really, really love the Sentinels, and I don't care what you say. Number five for you, Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. As I Tom. probably mentioned a thousand times, that I how much I love Tom Holland, but yeah. it's not just that. I actually love the Tobey Maguire ones too. I love. I just yeah. love Spider-Man's a fun character and I love, I guess I'm actually, I can, I change that. I strike that completely off my list. Peter Parker is my favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I really like a good nerdy portrayal of Peter Parker. That's why see my husband really liked the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. And I'm just like, yeah, no, he's not Peter Parker to me. And I don't like that. Like, um, what's funny is were okay. But I was just like, Tobey Maguire makes a good Peter Parker and Andrew Garfield made a good Spider-Man, but not Peter Parker. And then Tom Holland comes along and pretty much you get the best of both worlds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I've actually not watched the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man just, movies. Just don't. <laughs> I, I, I will eventually I, get around to like them. Like I said, my husband actually likes those better than Tobey Maguire ones anyway. Yeah. But I, I don't understand it. I'm like, you, why aren't we divorced yet? Um, <laughs> anyway. So number four for me is Rogue. <laughs> She's on my see, list. She's yeah, on my you're going to see a lot of uh, things connect yeah. here in my list. <laughs> yeah. The X-Men are my, that's my favorite of all of them. I don't really like Superman. Batman's probably the closest I get to. Not that I don't love the movies or anything, mind you. They're just, the X-Men are my favorite. <laughs> the end. Yeah. You know? yeah. Number four for you. Enid from Ghost World. Because I think I mm-hmm. think when we did the graphic novel list, we talked about Ghost World. Yeah, Ghost World. Enid is cool. And she was played by Thor Birch. Um I don't know. I just love her character. Yeah. So uh, number three for me is Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of people like Harley Quinn. I don't really have to explain that one. <laughs> <laughs> and particularly like when I say I love X-Men and Batman, like obviously I love all the movies that I've come out to, but these were like, those were the big cartoons when I was growing up. Uh so that's usually what I have in mind when I'm talking about these characters. I'm talking about the pink and purple Sentinels and, you know, the, oh, Sugar Rose and, you know, Harley Quinn from the Batman cartoon back then. So You really should. I really highly recommend the uh, new Harley Quinn series that has the voice of Penny from Big Bang Theory <laughs> yeah. as Harley Quinn. Uh, nice. It's her and it's her getting away from Joker and hanging out with Poison Ivy, and oh uh, yeah, I think I've I think I've seen memes and pictures from that. I just it's really good. It's really well written, honestly. Um, you should check it out if you're into that sort of thing. Like I like it better than pretty much most of the other Batman related cartoons. Like at all, like I just really is more of a female empowerment kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
And number three for me is Rogue. <laughs> hey, imagine that. <laughs> now, number two for you. <laughs> Nightcrawler. <laughs> That's one of James's favorites, actually. I love him. And I really love the the portrayal of him in the first X-Men series of movies. Yeah. I forgot his name, but I love him. Alan Cummings? Yeah. Alan Cummings, yeah. I liked him a lot. I, think that's I just yeah. like the and like Nightcrawler is one of the few comic books I've actually read, like a random Oh yeah, James has a whole had. bunch of those. Yeah. James has And I just love the Bamf and the yeah. Yeah. Number two for you. Tank girl. Imagine it. <laughs> I'm a weirdo and I nobody like when comic book movies come up, I'm like, to me, it was really well made. I love that movie. I could watch it pretty much any time. And other people are like, who? Yeah. <laughs> and I met Lori Petty, who played Tank Girl, and she, she was nice, but not. I guess she wasn't not chatty. Oh, and she wasn't really chatty, but she was polite. I guess. Uh, yeah. Not so I don't think we life. actually got her autograph. So she was like, "You're not making me money. Go away." Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so what's your number one? Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I didn't put Phoenix on my man. Shit. Yeah, I know. I again going back to the cartoon series, like I just remember being on the edge of my seat during all the Phoenix episodes, thinking like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? How can they ever beat her? <laughs> you know, so I always think of that like my number one thing with with any comic book series or uh yeah just the phoenix and not the horseshit they did with her in either of these last two x-men series in any of the movie versions that is i have not actually seen uh the one with the uh, sansa what is her name i haven't seen that one yeah i intended to watch it and then i just kind of like eh, one yeah. of those things that i haven't gotten around to uh it's x-men i was still entertained it just wasn't a great movie so that was your number one yep i lost track my number one's wonder woman everybody that knows me probably already knows yeah, that anyway. we, yeah we know that. if you know anything about me uh, we've I've listened read... any of these lists if you've listened to them at all wonder woman has probably come up like six times yeah and i dressed as wonder woman for my wedding i mean shit obvious there i just always i grew up with wonder woman reruns from the 70s show and i still still love wonder woman because here's how i explain to people and this is how i got nancy into it when she was little because you know she went through that phase where she was into the disney princesses and shit and i was like i've got a show for you to watch where the princess kicks people's ass (laughs) (laughs) and she's like that sounds fun you know and i sat her down and watched it and she actually watched the old like the first season of the old series with me when she was really she was like a toddler though i mean you know but she liked it so that was my number one she liked a lot of things back then now she likes nothing yeah now she's like (laughs) i don't want to watch that it's dumb (laughs) yep and i literally have no honorable mentions really yeah for the first time in my life okay then i'll just spew mine out really quick i enjoy all the comic book things yeah so those are just my favorites pretty much i'll watch any old fucking comic book movie honestly i just really don't care um my honorable mentions are scarlet witch jessica jones firestar and phoenix which firestar originated i believe from 
the old Spider-Man and Friends cartoon. But she, I just, I even dressed as her, like made my own outfit <laughs> for one of my birthdays and dressed as her. Um, if you look her up, she's just really cool looking. I, I don't know. When I was a kid, that was like the coolest freaking character ever because she was a redhead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. She just looked really cool. And I love her. And then I threw in Phoenix because you said Phoenix. So mm-hmm. I just like her. I like Jean Grey in general. Like I don't either iteration. I, I don't care. She's just badass. Yeah. You're like this woman could explode on you. Literally. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's my list. And I guess we're done. Anything Yay. to add? We're getting to where we're getting under 45 minutes like every week. I know. It's Good great. Job, and us. then we'll fuck it up because... We'll fuck it up on vacation, which, by the way, is coming up, guys. So yeah. you're, we're going to have at least one episode that will be skipped. We won't have one. And then we'll do a bonus episode where we record while we're there or something. To, maybe. Yeah, maybe. No promises. Like yeah, if we <laughs> feel like it. And then we might be drunk and you're going to have a really fucked up episode. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's the end of this month. We'll be gone for a week. Um. I'm trying to think. I feel like there. I feel like I forgot something. Oh yeah, just I guess as a moral issue, I have to say, don't impregnate kids. Um, yeah, please don't. There's your lesson for the day, kids. Don't impregnate kids, whether you're a kid or not. Just don't. Just don't. No impregnating. No thanks. No. Later. Later. <laughs>